No. That's not it. Ah. There we go. They didn't ask us. Was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. And now, here are your hosts, Jay Crowder and John Mueller. Welcome one and all to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. I am Jay. I'm John. And we are your hosts, and we are so glad to be back for yet another episode. I believe we're to episode five. The best episode. Pretty consensus. You think so? The episode strikes back. The episode... (laughs) We're back for another one. I can't believe it. Uh, I think at this point we have... I can't remember how many listeners... But I think I we're, know. I, you know, you really can't tell. I know we've got like upwards of 100 listens. Hey, that's what's up. But it says estimated we only have like 15 listeners. One of those is in the UK. Hey, that's awesome. Welcome. Yeah, so, so we've got, uh, so, hello. Oh no, he's probably very offended now. Oh, I'm sure he is. <laughs> it's not right at all. I went over to England for a mission trip one time. Really great people over there. Anyway, that's... Story for a different time. But, of course, first off, we have our news. News segment. Headphone has decided to be stubborn. Did it just go? It did. So now I'm only Uh, hearing out of the left side of my head. Remarkably unfortunate. It is. Very Van Gogh. (laughs) It is. One ear. So, news this week. Uh, Starting off, we have The Witcher. We talked a little bit about it last Mm -hmm. week. We had our trailer was played, and we got to view that. I don't know. We both seem pretty interested in it. Yeah. But news has already been released that they have been green, green greenlit lit for a season two already. That's bold. It is bold. They haven't even released it. So. <laughs> I mean, it does look really good. It and, does. I mean, the the games have such a almost cult following due to their their critical, like the. I don't know. They're so critically well-reviewed, they're regarded as near-perfect yeah. from a game perspective. So to see that translate onto the onto the small screen, I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I can't I can't wait to see to see that. But, um, I mean, we already got a season two. Usually when they do something like that, that means that it's it's pretty well-received. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, but coming up next, uh, Sonic trailer remake? Oh, my Did, word. Have you seen this yet? I haven't seen the full trailer remake, but I've seen the the adjustments they've done from the initial trailer to now. Yeah, and it's like whenever someone says complaining is not going to get you anything, you can show them the before and after of Sonic. <laughs> That's right. It's it, it, initially it was almost terrifying. It was very scary. It was. Like, it was a New Orleans Pelicans. I don't know if you follow the NBA. <laughs> no, uh, I know exactly what you're. Yeah, terrifying mascot, and it's been adjusted now to to with Sonic. It's been adjusted to. This is what we expected really the whole time. Yeah. So that's well, exciting. Yeah, I mean, he's such an iconic character anyway, and he already has an iconic look, so why try to change that? And I think they kind of, I see where they were going with it. They were wanting to make it more, I guess, realistic. They yeah. tried to, it's like they really tried to take a hedgehog and try to imagine it as a bigger hedgehog that can run really fast. Except not as chunky. Right. Hedgehogs are little chunks. They are. They're cute. I want one. I'm not going to go that far. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> it's uh, it, it looks great, and and I do kind of feel obligated that I have to go see this now because 
I'll admit I was one of those people that was complaining about them changing the look of Sonic so much. So, yes, I will be going to see this movie. <laughs> Does it have a release date? Or is it just uh, Yeah, no, they've, they've still said February uh, 2020. Those editors need a raise. Holy they do. I, and that's part of the reason why I honestly want to encourage everybody to go ahead and see it. Because those those poor people have worked tirelessly, hours upon hours, to fix it. It, it is kind of interesting. I know there's already been some fan theories that maybe this was the plan from the very beginning. I I love a good conspiracy theory, but I mean, even that's a bit much. I think so, too, and I think that also just kind of takes away from the work that they've done. Yeah. Well, not everyone's going to be a, be a Pixar with Toy Story and animate deleted scenes. They're not going to spend money on something that's ultimately unnecessary. Right. So they're not going to spend money to have this incredible backlash. They would rather have had, like, this is what we wanted from the beginning, is my is my thought. Yeah. You don't see a whole lot of like, let's do this wrong the first time. Right. So we can do it right the second time. Make us look like heroes. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see a whole lot of that. No, you don't. So I I don't think that's the case, but who knows? Now, um, have you seen some of this artwork that's been revealed for uh, the What If Marvel series? I haven't seen a whole lot for What If. Uh, I saw a picture of Zombie Cap. Yes. Which is uh, terrifying, but I have seen some of the, the arts and the theories about falcon and winter soldier which is the one i'm most excited about by far it does look good and they've kind of released i don't know if it's a trailer or a teaser but it's whoever the villain is going to be and he's got like his mask on yeah like evil cap yeah but not actually steve rogers right but it i mean it looks like it could be pretty good but the what if the artwork looks really good it kind of looks like the artwork that they're doing for the resistance uh star wars series do you know what i'm talking about I'm familiar. I mean, I know it exists, but I haven't watched it because I try to forget that this new trilogy exists at all. It scarred you that bad. <laughs> it it has. It's all. It's a combination of I don't think these movies have been good, hmm. and that you know the animated content of something like Clone Wars and Rebels are so so good that I would rather just rewatch them mm-hmm. or rewatch Clone Wars and watch Rebels because I haven't seen it yet. So I'm two episodes in. Super pumped. Yeah, I'm, I'm super s- excited for this. My son and I actually just finished up uh, Clone Wars this morning. We watched that for our Saturday morning cartoon. But it was fun. But kind of jumping universes from Marvel to DC, uh, DC has officially announced a release date for Black Adam. I saw that. It was a big, long text-based post from Dwayne, Mr. The Rock Johnson. It's a long way out. It's it- like 2021. Two, it's gonna be. It's that's gonna be over hard. two years. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to keep that momentum going. And I know people love The Rock. He seems like a great dude. That's a long time for stuff a lot of people don't care about. It's gonna be really unfortunate if this movie does not do well. Yeah, because I know he himself, The Rock, is very excited about this movie. Uh, even in that post, he kind of goes on about how Superman was his his hero that he wanted to be for so long and then like he realized i'm too rebellious to be like a superman yeah and so this character has been perfect for him yeah according to him yeah there's been a lot of momentum gaining for um the release of the snyder cut for justice league a lot of people are going on about i don't care i absolutely care i 100 percent care because justice league was so bad it's not like the snyder cut could be any worse it even if even if it's unfinished, I still want to see it. It wasn't terrible. It was. 
it wasn't terrible, but I did, for what it was, I enjoyed it. But sure, I it was good. You know, like I said, for what it was, it was good. But yeah, it definitely could have been better. It it could have been a whole lot worse. I'm honestly not sure. You really, really <laughs> okay? I have a low, low standard for the Justice League movie. Okay. Well, we can talk more about that here in a little bit, since that's going to be our uh, conversation for today. Uh, but yeah, but going on with the DC Universe, we've got uh, Andy Serkis has been confirmed as Alfred. Not thrilled. Me neither. Uh, for those who may not know, Andy Serkis is the one who's been famous for all the motion caption stuff that he's done. He's done... Um, it was Gollum. Lord of the Rings was his breakthrough role. Gollum. And then he was also Zeus in uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. That one I... Oh, Planet of the Apes. Okay, I heard Zeus and immediately went to Clash of the Titans. I think it... So I think I his name was Zeus. I don't know. I didn't I'm, see... The only Planet of the Apes movie I've seen is the OG Charlton Heston. I may have made that up. But whoever the main monkey was... Speaking of main monkeys, he was also King Kong, I believe. <laughs> yes, he was. And he was, that was one of his earlier uh, Great segue. live action roles. He had a small live action part in Peter Jackson's King Kong as well. Now, he is a great actor. Yes. I will go ahead and put that out there. He is very good. Uh, there's another series that my wife and I really enjoyed called Little Dorrit. It was one of those masterpiece theater uh, that was on, like, in, you know, the public public broadcasting or whatever shout out uk listener and yes right i'm sure you've seen it uh but it's very good charles dickens and uh he was in that and he he did an excellent job so any of his live action stuff that he's been in he's a very good actor and plus i mean you've got to be a good actor to be able to act with nothing around you i mean all he's got is green screen and dots and dots all over his body and he's able to pretend to be a monkey you know that's i mean that's impressive yeah but as as Alfred, though, I'm very not thrilled. It was one of the few castings of the the DC Cinematic Universe I actually really enjoyed. It was Jeremy Irons as Alfred. Mm-hmm. I think Jeremy Irons is incredibly underrated. And by the way, I don't think I mentioned this. This is for the role of Alfred in the Batman movie with Robert Pattinson that is probably coming out... Too soon. Probably. It'll always be know. too soon. I would have much rather kept Batfleck. I think it's two years from now it comes out. I just have deep sigh is probably my thought about that movie so we'll far. We'll see what happens. And on along those lines, uh, Zoe Kravitz has been cast for Catwoman. Also not thrilled, personally. It's whatever. I don't know her really from anything. I don't either. So I know the name. Yeah, I mean, obviously. I I've mean, heard her name before, but I can't Len- think of anything. Lenny Kravitz's daughter, so. Yeah. I can't think of anything that she's been in. I can't remember a role for her. I want to say she was like, I want to say she's friends with Jennifer Lawrence because that's why Lenny Kravitz was in Hunger Games. Oh. No, I, I might be making that up. I'm content to have made that up. But I want to say Zoe, like Lenny Kravitz was in some movie because it was starring his daughter's friend. Oh, gotcha. So I don't know if it was Hunger Games or some other movie that he has been in. It could be. Know. He's a very talented man. Could be. Last but not least, we have Star Wars news, and the Star Wars news for this week is they have greenlit a season two of Mandalorian, and it is officially in production. Excellent. Yes, but we will talk more about that later. We will. So stay tuned. Other Star Wars news, Jedi Fallen Order has come out very recently. Ah, yes. I have seen some gameplay. I have too. I am so excited. It feels like the... Did you play the newer uh, Tomb Raider games? I did not. 
they're very good. Okay. And this kind of feels like a like a Star Wars Tomb Raider style game. Interesting. With the the climbing and the kind of the puzzle solving and from now, the, from the bits that I watched at least. From what I'm a little confused, is it going to be like um so of all the Star Wars games I've played, one of the ones I can remember the most is um Force Unleashed. Mm-hmm. So is it going to be like Force Unleashed where each level, like each planet you go to, there's like a a linear? Yeah, like there's I would a, think so. a path that you go through. I would think so. It's not open world. I okay. would I would be surprised if it was open world on the scale of something like a The Division or, or Grand Theft Auto or even uh, Knights of the Old Republic or Red Dead. Right. These just massive massive open world games. I would be I would be surprised if it was that scale of an open world. I do know that there are lots of planets that you can visit yes and and go back to multiple times which might show some sort of open world but i'll be interested to see i know you'll probably play it before i do so probably yeah <laughs> um but I'll, I'll i'll be excited to hear more about it absolutely uh, i know the latest trailer i saw is he the the main character whoever his name is whatever his name is makes a double-bladed lightsaber. Oh, I hadn't seen that. That's so, exciting. obviously, you can customize the lightsaber to the point that it's double-bladed. Yeah. Which, for every true Star Wars fan, is very exciting. It is. I never will forget when I saw that in Episode 1, and Darth Maul comes out and opens up one side, and then the other side spits out another saber. I'm like, oh That's my goodness. That's the whole theater. <gasps> you <laughs> can great. do that? That's, that's allowed? <laughs> what? Yeah. So, uh, pretty excited about that. But, um, do you have any, did you have any other news? I do not. Okay, well. Wraps up the news. Yeah, very good. Shorter this, this week. Well, it's tough to be longer than last week. We had a lot of, a lot of trailers to go through. We went almost for 30 minutes, I think, last week. It was, so, it was yeah, a while. It was good. Yeah. Next up, of course, what we are here for this week is to talk about the long Halloween, Batman, the long Halloween. Yes. It is a graphic novel released... Copyright 1996. 1996. was when it started. It went into 1997 as it was 13 issues. Right. Theoretically released monthly. I like this a lot. I like the idea of it. I don't know. I I was excited when I started reading it. I was like, this is really cool. I read it... I, I texted you as I was going. I read this in one session. One sitting. I could not put it down. I split it up. But it was also very hard to put down. I knew I should have, but I couldn't do it. I had to keep going. No, that, I mean, that to me, that speaks volumes right there. It does. So, that's awesome. Because the, the writer of it, Jeff Loeb, uh, wrote one of my other favorite comic stories, uh, Batman Hush. Okay. And it's the same type of Gotham City all-encompassing, we're going to bring in villains left and right. We're going to pull everyone together for this one overarching story. Okay. So, knowing like later down the line, I want to say... I want to say Hush was like 2003, 2004. Knowing that's what he was capable of down the line and that he still had this in his locker, so to speak, I was very excited. I had a lot, I had high expectations for Jeff Loeb. So you think that um, Hush is another one that we should cover? Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. It's, it's my favorite. It's, it's between Hush and Under the Red Hood of my favorite Batman stories of all time. Well, we should do that then. But Long Halloween. John, start us off. What'd you think? I loved it. Let's let's just to let's do a non-spoiler review. Non-spoiler and review. Then a, and then a spoiler review. Okay. Cuz I'm sure there's a lot of people that haven't read this. I would think so. 
Uh, I would think it's one of the the more iconic Batman plots of the past, what would that be, 23 years? Yeah. It's one of the more well-known. For me, one of the things I was most intimidated by was the, the different style of art. Because when I started getting into comic books when I was in college, it was uh, it was Jim Lee. Mm-hmm. It's a very iconic uh, artist for that time, and it's just a different style. So I was intimidated by the the art style of it. I thought it was pulled off very well. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I couldn't put it down. Yeah. So um, the the thought of involving all of these different villains in some form or fashion, I was thrilled. Yeah. Lots of. Almost, I guess, almost all of them were involved at From some the time, point. Yeah, yeah. But I, I also really enjoyed it. Let's see a non-spoiler review. It's supposed to take place somewhere after Year One. Mm-hmm. So the Batman Year One story is is really his introduction to crime fighting. I haven't read it. I watched the adaptation, so I'm kind of operating off of that as gospel. And um, so he's very young in his crime fighting career. He's still building his relationship with Jim Gordon. He's building his relationship with Harvey Dent, mm-hmm. saying, "You know, we're gonna do we're gonna do things the right way." So uh, he sets his sights. Uh, the three of them collectively set their sights on uh, organized crime, mm-hmm. and as they do, uh, there's there's this assassin, I guess is the word to use, who decides, you know what, whatever the good guys are doing is going too slow. I'm just going to ratchet this up a notch. We're going to just start taking people out. So so from there, non-spoiler review, where would you go? Just trying to give kind of a non-spoiler synopsis, I guess. Yeah, so, um, yeah, just real quick review, I guess, to kind of give a... It's It starts out with um, the crime families are still at large, and they're still doing what they do best. Crime. Which is crime. And uh, <laughs> Bruce Wayne... Uh, is also kind of involved with this a little bit, not intentionally. He decides that this really needs to be put to an end. And so he, as Batman and Harvey Dent and Jim Gordon, say we have got to stop this at whatever means necessary. Mm -hmm. And so they come to this conclusion and then they all start working on the case and trying to figure out how to go, how to stop these families. But in the meantime, like you said, a rogue decides to take matters into his or her own hands and um, stop the crime family by killing them. Starts on Halloween and then goes through the whole year with every holiday. Even some of the some unanticipated ones, I felt like. Yes. Um, like, I think at one point they do a Roman holiday or a Greek holiday or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, they had to do... Father's Day, Mother's Day, yeah. uh, Valentine's Day, Christmas. My favorite was April Fool's. I won't say what happens, but I liked the April Fool's one. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a nice twist. Uh, let's see, July 4th. But then it ends, the story ends on Halloween. Of the next year. Of the next year. And so the, I think it was the Falcone family, mm-hmm. they nickname it. They say this has just been a long Halloween. Yeah. Hey, they worked the title in there. It's like that little family guy. Ah, there it is. There ah, it is. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, so they did that. and um, But we decided to review this because uh, the Batman with Robert Pattinson is supposedly rumored to be 
based on this comic, which actually it's interesting because Christopher Nolan actually has his little review right on the cover yeah, and says the long Halloween is more than a comic book. It's an epic tragedy, which is actually a very accurate description. From, from a traditional like English sense like in your in your literature classes or things, it's a very epic tale. It you is. Know, with the scope, with the scale of it. Yeah. And uh, I, I liked a lot of the, like you said, the artwork was really good. Um, I loved the suit. I love the Batman suit. His ear his ears are super pointy. They're so sharp. And long. Uh, and then it's that classic gray and dark blue. Mm-hmm. And I like that a lot. No yellow around the symbol. Nope. Uh, just straight blue bat. His cape is all over the place. Several scenes where the cape just felt like it just kept going on forever. Like he was smoke. Just wisp in yeah. the wind. The uh, the Catwoman suit, I feel like it's fairly iconic. Mm-hmm. I would say it comes down to, for, for iconic Catwoman costumes, it's the Long Halloween, it's Batman Returns. So yes. those are probably going to be the two main ones, and, um, in my opinion. There were lots of scenes I noticed, I don't know if you noticed this, but there were a lot of scenes in there, a lot of panels, that looked like... Christopher Nolan got inspiration for his movies from he, those panels. Like, especially the scene with the three of them, Dent, uh, Gordon, and Batman on the roof. Mm-hmm. Like, that was almost scene for scene uh, up on top of Gotham Central. And he, um, very, he very directly lifted the, I believe, in Harvey Dent. Yes. As, as Dent's moniker for The Dark Knight, it first shows up in The Long Halloween. To me, it just kind of backs up more of that those are the best Batman movies so far. I'm not sure there's a lot of competition. There's not, but... The only one I would say would be the Keaton, the Tim Burton, the Michael Keaton. That one was good. Batman, Batman Returns are really going to be the only true competition. But Nolan clearly did his homework. Yes. And I really appreciate that. Because if you look on the back, uh, David S. Goyer has a quote on, on our editions as well, saying, by the time The Dark Knight comes out... It will become apparent that the Long Halloween is the preeminent influence on both movies. Yes. So the influence that this had on—I mean, what's what we think is not only one of the best Batman movies, but one of the best comic book movies. Yes. With the Dark Knight, that influence cannot be understated. I think that's about all I have for spoiler-free reviews. I don't want to say too much. I'm not really sure where that line is because I mean, we typically do give spoiler reviews. Um, but with with something like this, it's been out since the mid '90s. But you know, we still want to give listeners the opportunity to go go to your local comic shop. Please support your local business and uh, pick yourself up a copy and read it, and then uh, let us know what you think. Because I mean, that's what I did. Yeah, we decided we're going to do the long Halloween. I went straight to my local shop, grabbed it off the shelf. Thanks for coming. I'll confess, I used Amazon. I know I'm I'm terrible. I'll be honest. What got me? They had a post um, a number of weeks ago. It said comic book stores are like teeth. If you forget about them, they die. Ooh, ooh. and it terrified me. Oh, nice. I, I was like so it. scared. <laughs> I don't want my teeth to rot out. Exactly. That yeah. was that was the whole fear. No, that's good. Wow. But at the same time, it's a very visceral metaphor because I want them to to succeed as well. Good marketing there. It's terrifying. Yeah, it got your attention, It though. did. It absolutely did. It worked. Good job. Well, let's go ahead and rate it, then, uh, before we get into spoilers. That creative, way... Creative scale or just 1 to 10? Let's do creative. So let's do... We'll say Dark Knight 
as ten. Okay. Because let's Obviously. let's admit that's the best one. Yeah. Do you want to do Justice League for? I I would say give it a strictly Batman movie. Okay, scale. strictly Batman. So let's say on a scale of oh gosh, Batman Forever. Ba- yes, thank you. To the Dark Knight. Where is where is the long Halloween? For me personally, it is the Dark Knight. It is a ten out of ten. It's a beautiful masterpiece. Honestly, we it's very rare that you and I agree on something, but on this one I completely agree. Ten out of ten, for sure. It was good. Very good. And and if the movie is going to be anything like this That's a massive undertaking. It's it a is, very complex plot. It is going to be fantastic. Yes. So if they do it well. So the massive assumption is they do a quality adaptation. We're gonna jump into spoilers. I will I don't normally do this, but I will put a time down at the bottom. So if you don't want spoilers, we can skip it. You can, or you can skip it, not me, because I have <laughs> I don't have control of your device, uh, but you do. So you're you can skip to the um, I guess the next when, segment. When we we'll talk up, about yeah. uh, Mandalorian. So you can jump to that. Yeah. All right. So three, two, one. Spoilers. Spoilers. Here we go. What? Oh my gosh! Oh man, it's so good. I loved it every second of it. I did. It was. Um, I love the way that they go through all the holidays. And um, once I put it down and I sat there and actually thought about, you know, this was actually at one time this was all issues. So this was a full year. Yeah. Of Batman. Yeah. I was like that's that was a great year on its on its um page at the front where I found the data was released. It says originally originally released as Batman the Long Halloween issues 1 through 13. Wow. So, okay. Super super it would have been October to October. 13 months. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Um I was completely blown away by the last series of pages. Mm-hmm. So, since we're into the spoilers, when Calendar Man has been alluding to the fact that Holiday could be a man or, or a woman. Yes. For the entirety of his involvement in the plot, which he was a very odd character to try to explain to my wife. Uh, <laughs> so he's he's chilling in there doing his calendar man thing. And he's like, yeah, him or her. Or her. And it's very like, what are you doing, bud? And you get all the way to the last page and it's Harvey Dent's wife. Harvey Dent's wife. And Harvey. Yeah. At the end. He was also kind of involved. Yeah. At the end. But, but that's where it was such a direct lead to as as the plot goes on, you're made to believe Oh, you know, you found this gun in Harvey Dent's house. You found these metal filings in Harvey Dent's uh vice in his basement. And it's like, well, is Harvey Dent the guy? Well you And it's such a direct assumption. Well you as a reader, yeah, you you're you automatically jump to, okay, Harvey Dent did this. Yes. So, so even from that point, the reveal of it being the son, the the vengeful Falcone son, I was very surprised at that. I thought that was very well done. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those when you look back at it, there's so much foreshadowing in the sense of, but wait, he was the victim. Oh, but then one of the next victims was the coroner, right? The only other person who knew it wasn't him, right? Yeah. So they they almost kind of did. It was almost like a um, the ending to Clue. Yes. Where you're like, 
Oh, so this is what happened. Well, actually, this is what happened. I love that movie so so much. So it kind of felt like that. You know, they could almost do that in the movie. Yes. They could almost do the or, and then just kind of let you decide, hey, which one is the real ending? Yeah. Because I I did think it was Alberto. Uh, When they first said it, I was like, okay, well, I thought it was Harvey, but obviously it's Alberto. Yeah. And then he's like, then Harvey himself is like, there were actually two. And you're like, oh, okay, so Harvey was kind of involved. No, it was actually Harvey and his wife. Mm-hmm. Great twist. Yeah. Good ending. Yeah, I was very impressed with the way it ended. Because it ended, it you it goes, it goes, it goes, and like we both alluded to, you don't want it to stop. No. But because it has to, it's a very, it felt like a very abrupt ending, but not in a in a hypercritical way. You know, it ends very swiftly, but well. I think... Just thinking about the the comic the the book overall, I think one thing that I really enjoyed was that Batman was not the tech heavy Batman. Um, yes, it, it, which I've I've not read a lot of older Batman comics, I so I can't you know I can't really f- say about like this may have been how he truly was for a long time. But I mean I mean I think really I didn't get into the Batman comics until the new Fifty Two. Uh, and I know you're the same way. Same, yeah. And so it, he is a very tech-heavy Batman. Like, almost everything he does is exclusively he a, yeah. heavy tech. Yeah. And so it was nice to see a Batman that's more detective. Actually, exclusively detective. You know, there was very little technology used. I yeah. think he did... I think he was on a computer at one point, but that was it's like a bad computer. Obviously, but that was the extent of his technology usage. Yeah. Uh, other than that, he was just you know jumping around the city, swinging and at some at some point though, I feel like that's more a product of when this was written. Pro- yes. Being mid nineties, they didn't have this sci fi Batman aspect that we kind of have today. Correct. Yeah. So I mean, even if you go, you look at the animated series, which a lot of people treat as Batman gospel. He's not that tech heavy because of when it was made. Mm-hmm. So if this same plot were to be done now, it would be very difficult, I think, to keep that tech aspect out of it. So again, like I, we said, can, alluding yeah. to to the adaptation of it, that's a massive concern for me mm. because, like you're saying, it does show his detective aspect of the character. And I mean that's why I mean my first my personal favorite villain Rachel Ghoul calls him detective. Mm-hmm. So that is a defining aspect of this character. Right. That for a lot of avenues has been kind of muted. But oh, um, just kind of getting into the artwork about it, um, I did really enjoy the artwork. It did kind of feel like um, it kind of felt a little bit like um, oh, who did Dark Knight? You know, Dark Knight Returns. Huh. Frank um, Miller. Frank Miller. Yes. It kind of had a Frank Miller artistic style to it. He's also, I believe he also did year one. So he did. If that is going to be the jumping off point for the long Halloween, it makes sense that they would be stylistically similar. Any characters that kind of stood out to you that you really enjoyed? That stood out to me. I enjoyed this aspect of Catwoman being in no way, shape or form the damsel in distress. Yes. She was, she wasn't a token love interest. Mm-hmm. She was her own character very independent, so I enjoyed that aspect of it. I liked seeing Falcone fleshed out. I did too. Because you see him in, in the various ways, in various media, where 
he's just a one-dimensional, like, James Cagney-style 30s gangster. And giving him depth to his character, both in terms of the family aspect and the history aspect, uh, I feel like that really, really just emboldens his character. I felt like they did a good job uh, with all the villains, actually. They weren't, like, yes, they were crazy, like, mentally insane, but at the same time, they kind of gave a reason mm-hmm. for why they were doing what they were doing. Yeah. And they weren't just doing it because they're the bad guy. Kind of like with Thanos in in the Marvel movies recently. He had a reason for why he was doing what he was doing. He was going about it the wrong way. At the same time, though, just to, to kind of play devil's advocate, Thanos is the hero of his story. Uh, of his own he, story. He views himself as doing what's right. And in that vein... I still feel like the Batman villains know they're the bad guy, which I feel like is an important difference between the two. Okay. One I didn't, I just have a really odd understanding of is uh, Jervis Tetch, the Mad Hatter. Yeah. Because I know him more, as we alluded to with Batman earlier, I know him more from this tech heavy Mm -hmm. um, character that he is now in like Arkham City, or he was in a different DCAU movie. Where he does a lot of like mind control and he's very physically diminutive, mm-hmm. but he's very, very mentally capable. So seeing him kind of in this kind of old school vein mm-hmm. was kind of challenging for me. It re- challenged me to redefine my opinion of the character. Yeah. So I thought that was that was a challenge for me. I liked Joker in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked how he he got involved in Christmas and then also was involved in New Year's. And his involvement in New Year's, he was going to just kill everybody at, mm-hmm. in Times Square, basically. He was jealous. And he was jealous, he was jealous because holiday. this holiday murderer was getting more attention than him. Mm-hmm. And he go, he's like, no, I'm the king of crime, not holiday. Yeah. So I, I kind of enjoyed that. Because <laughs> it was a know. different dimension it, to him. You, it, know, you normally don't see him as that schemey, like, hey, I'm going to think this through for once. Yeah, but in that in that scene specifically, he was very much like, "I'm going to do this thing. I have a reason to do this thing, and like, let's let's go do it." Yeah, he had he had a reason for what he was doing, even though he was crazy. So yes, um, so yeah, this, it was great. Uh, yeah, are we going are, are we going into our new segment? Yes, we are going to go. All right. So John and I have uh, created a new segment. Ooh, yours is printed out. I got really into this at work. You the other did. Day. I did not print mine out. <laughs> What what we're doing is our new segment is called Dreamcast. Dreamcast. It's a and play it, on words. And it goes back to Sonic that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, Dreamcast, <laughs> because, you know, it's video games and stuff. But our Dreamcast is, what we're going to do is, uh, for now on, any graphic novel that we do, um, we are going to pretend as if we are making a movie with an infinite budget. We are making the movie and we can hire <laughs> anybody we want to play any of the cast. And so we have come up with the main characters and villains and heroes and we have casted them with a dream cast. Yes. Aha. So, John, who should we start out with first? Should we each go top to bottom? Or should we go back and forth, like, each character at a time? I think we should do one character at a time, okay. and then we each say who, because we might have the same ones. We haven't gone over this list at uh, all. I, I peeked at yours. I, I cheated. Oh, okay. uh, we have at least one that's the same. Okay, good. But so it's 
really the low-hanging fruit. So. Who, who do you want to start with? Let's start with Batman. Okay. My Batman. I'm not very confident in who I picked for my Batman. Okay. I had a hard time with Batman, too. Because Cause so many me, have played Batman. Right. And also, um, like we were talking about earlier, with this being uh, kind of the spiritual sequel to year one, this involves a very young Batman. Yes. So... Uh, he doesn't really have necessarily the know-how yet. He doesn't have the relationships built up yet. Right. Um, so I went I went with Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy? Just on a pure physical standpoint, who could get this done? Interesting. I, I picked a lot of, maybe not a lot, but some characters or some actors who are well-known for other roles, even inside of comic book movies. Yeah. So kind of the separation of that is going to be very challenging. Wow. But like I said, I'm not super confident in in Tom Hardy as Batman for the long Halloween just because of seeing still seeing him as as that Bane character from Dark Knight Rises. Right. Batman was very difficult for me to cast. I will be 100% honest. Batman was difficult for me because there's already been so many Batman. So it was hard to decide because I could go with one that's already been Batman. Right. Or I could come up with a new one i came up with a new one i went the opposite direction you did you want you did a younger batman because this is your justification is it's right after year one mm-hmm. i went with an older one because when i was reading the story did you pick michael keaton i did not <laughs> i i went with an older one i went with kyle chandler interesting um and the only reason i did that was because he to me because I was thinking of who could play a good Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. and who could play a good Batman. And Bruce Wayne, I feel like Kyle Chandler would be really good at playing Bruce Wayne. I feel like he's he's smooth. I've seen him in lots of different things. What, what do you know him from? Because I think I know who that is, but I'm not 100%. Okay, so honestly, the first thing I know him from was called Early Edition. Okay. It was a, it was a TV show that I'm almost positive was made in Canada. But he he would get a newspaper the day before it was released, and then he would go around Chicago saving all these people and change oh. the headline. And it was a really cool story. I thought it was a very interesting premise. I liked it a lot. Yeah. And um, so that's what I originally know him from. And so in that, he was this very calm, like very sweet person right. and cared a lot about others. Um, but then I also know him from uh, King Kong, the one where the the bad the, one, the two thousand three or yeah, the, the the bad one. That one was interesting. Did you like it? I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. I'll say it. I say I didn't hate it. Well, so then there was there's that, and then um, he's also been in like Bloodlines on Netflix. I know none of none of that. Okay, I, I know it exists. Well, he so he does a good job of playing like a more intense character in that one. Okay, and so that's where I saw the Batman role. Okay, and he was like a he was very he would get very angry, and I was like, okay, I could see him being Batman. They would have to alter his voice to be in the Batman. They could Kevin do like Conroy. they did with Affleck. They could just get Kevin Conroy. They could to do the voiceover. That'd I'm be in. perfect. I'd I'm be in. fine. I with don't that. care. He is forever Batman voice to me. Yeah. All right, let's go. Second casting, Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon. Again, I went young. You went young. The character, okay. Jim Gordon character in Long Halloween, zero kids. That's right. So you think canonically, Barbara Gordon, Batgirl. Okay. Old enough to be fighting crime. Okay. So that ages Jim Gordon okay. up. 
And this is also Detective Gordon, not Commissioner Gordon. True. So he's still very young in his career. I went with Bradley Cooper. I did not think Bradley Cooper at all. I I went with uh, Gary Oldman. He was very good. He was <laughs> just, so good. Just because I liked him as Jim Gordon, and so I, I kind of just I do have a soft to, spot for Gary Oldman. I wanted to go ahead and continue that. Yeah. <laughs> but Bradley Cooper, I like it. Okay. Cool. Well, um, let's jump to the next one then. Let's do Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent. Originally, I did have Bradley Cooper in that one. Okay. Um, because my reasoning was... You take someone who is known as as a good guy, mm-hmm. right, and you just see him go down this path of and like deliberate, not deliberate, but but this eventual path of going from lawful good to kind of chaotic good. Mm-hmm. Because in this in the Long Halloween, it shows his descent from honest district attorney to Two Face. Yeah. So I went with Ryan Gosling. Okay. Again, keeping it young. Ryan Gosling. And. Known as a good guy. Yeah. Like, when was the last time Ryan Gosling played the bad guy? Yeah. I honestly don't know. Unless you're counting his character in Remember the Titans, which a lot of people forget he was in. He was so skinny. He was a little uh, wider. Well, yeah, I remember him, but he wasn't a bad person. No. He was a... That's a debate for a different time. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, I actually, I stuck with the uh, original Two-Face that we had, which was from The Dark Knight. No, not Tommy Lee Jones. I went with uh, Aaron Eckhart. Who was very good. I, I liked him as Harvey Dent. I thought he, I thought he did a good, good job. And so kind of like with Gary Oldman, yeah, I might as well just keep it going because yeah. he did a good job. I did try to... I, I mentioned I did... I pulled actors from previous comic book movies. I did tend to stay away from actors who had previously played that role. Okay. With one exception. Uh, I peeked. I saw that you have the same. Uh, Carmine Falcone. Yes. As uh, Tom Wilkinson. Yep. The, my perfect, and this is the dream cast scenario, was uh, James Gandolfini. Oh. Known as Tony Soprano. Yeah. I feel like he would have been excellent. He would have been good too. But considering all of the rest of mine, the rest of my cast is as they are now, mm-hmm. I decided to go to Tom Wilkinson, who I thought was very, very good as Carmine Falcone in Batman Begins. And I also, just kind of staying on that same train, I also went with Eric Roberts um, as... Uh, Maroney, because he, I thought he did a good job in that role as well. Yeah. Uh, plus, I like his look. Yeah. I think he has a really good. He, I don't know. He almost to me, he almost looks like um, Rocky. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He kind of looks like Rocky to Sylvester Stallone to me. Anyway. So, so my uh, Salvatore Maroney, I went with Willem Dafoe. Oh. Oh. oh He's got I some like crazy it. eyes. I could see him in some other roles though. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Yeah. So nice. Willem Dafoe previously, um, Norman Osborn. Yeah. And what I will still say is the best Spider-Man trilogy. Because it's the only trilogy. The other ones only only have two movies. Right. So it's the best trilogy. Yes. Don't add me. I, I did like him. I as... thought he was a very good Norman Osborn. He, he was. He was. He was very good. He was very good in John Wick, even though I don't remember his character name. <laughs> Yeah, I thought he was a very he was a very important character in the first movie. He obviously he does a very good job at he's a great minor play, character. Yeah, well, he does a good job of playing a good guy, but also a bad guy. Yes. He can twist. He can go back and forth. He can. So I like that. Yeah. All right, you're up. Okay, I'm up. Um, let's do Scarecrow. I did 
I did Hugh Laurie. I did as well. Did you really? I did. No way. That is fantastic. Why? Because uh, I feel like he could pull it off. Okay. I feel like he could pull it off, but then also he's played a doctor before. And not only a doctor, but a crazy doctor. That's very accurate. And so I was like, that is, he is totally a scarecrow. Hugh Laurie. That's awesome. That was great. <laughs> did we just become best friends? Um, moving on, let's do Penguin. Um, I am not confident in my penguin casting at all. I didn't know what to do. I kind of, honestly, I googled short actors. <laughs> because he's short. And you didn't go for Dinklage? He's short and... Re- oh, I should have done Dinklage. I didn't think about that. I did, but I ultimately decided against it. I feel like more people... It would be kind of a... When you have just the attachment to the villain because you love the actor. So many people love Peter Dinklage for his previous roles. And he's so good... That he almost becomes... It was uh, David Tennant in Jessica Jones. So people love oh, right. him as an actor due to his previous ca- or his previous characters. Right. They refuse to separate him yeah. as the villain. And he was, a, he was a terrible, terrible character. He did it very well in Jessica yeah. Jones. He did do very well. Um, but I would not be able to separate that. Yeah. For Dinklage. Dink, yeah. Well, I didn't think about that. But I went with... I went with two. So okay. I went... <laughs> very 90s of you i can see them from here <laughs> danny devito that no absolutely not <laughs> i did danny devito uh and then i also did joe pesky and joe pesky though it has to be joe pesky from goodfellas i was gonna say from home alone it's roughly the same era yeah but it's got to be home alone it version. cannot be it cannot be danny devito because that penguin terrified me as a child okay i watched batman returns too young and i was terrified by this small like glue white yeah villain who vomited motor oil yeah scared the uh tar out of me so yes. to speak <laughs> but he, he terrified me and i had nightmares for like a week yeah because of how that movie ends um so i went with this is one of the ones i'm the least confident with i went with martin sheen oh see i have him in another role but my my comment and you can see it on my sheet does he even still act I, it was the one I struggled with the most. Wait, did you say penguin. Martin Sheen? Martin Sheen. Oh, I thought you said somebody else. I did not. Okay. Um, let's see. We skipped over uh, the Mad Hatter. Uh, so Mad Hatter for me, I have Alfie Allen, known as uh, Theon Greyjoy from Game of Thrones, and the uh, Russian gangster's son from the first John Wick. This was a very difficult one for me as well, because as I talked about before, I know mind control tech... Mm-hmm. Mad Hatter, mm-hmm. and not necessarily how he is in Long Halloween. Right. So I was just going more era, like more age kind of dependent, and I just kind of de-aged everybody a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a dream cast. It is. So you can take him from any era. I did. Yeah. So I, I actually went with Martin Freeman. I regret not putting him in mine. Spoiler alert, I do not have him anywhere. I I put Martin Freeman um, because I think of his role in uh, Fargo, which is something you haven't seen. The series, not the movie. Um, He, in the first season, uh, his character is just completely twisted. Really, really twisted. Real messed up. Yeah, and um, so thinking about him in that role, I thought, oh yeah, he could do, he could do Mad, Mad Hatter. That'd be good. Yeah. That's where I put him. All right. All right. Next up. Next up, let's do uh, Catwoman. Catwoman. Yes. Catwoman. This was actually the first name I wrote down. Okay. 
And you Mary, went with Alexandra Daddario. Who I'm drawing a blank. The uh, uh, brunette from Baywatch. Very family friendly movie to reference on this podcast. <laughs> I actually I haven't seen Baywatch. She was in uh, the first season. I think it was the first season of True Detective. I'm still drawing so, a blank. Uh, yeah, she. I don't know. Those are the two things I know her from. Okay. And um, did you just basing it off of the long Halloween Catwoman costume? Okay. She has very. You have to be able to communicate a lot with like your eyes and your face, not necessarily verbally. Body language. Yes. Yeah. And just her eyes in that costume would be very striking. Okay. Plus, and I'll be honest with you, she kind of has comic book dimensions. Okay. So that's I gotcha. probably the the most family unfriendly thing I have said on this okay. podcast so far. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Okay. Um, I actually went with Halle Berry. How dare you, okay. sir? Okay, hold on. Listen, though. I did. I hated that movie. I didn't even see it. Okay, I refused. I hated the movie. It was not Catwoman at all. However, I feel like if they pulled her back and actually put her in a Catwoman role, okay. like actually Selena Kyle, like it would be really good. Okay. So I went ahead and went with her. I think she could pull it off. And it might be. And then I was kind of imagining her and um, Kyle Chandler together. Yeah, I could see that. They'd make a good couple. A matchmaking on the podcast now. As you do. Yes. Um, now, let's do Sophia Falcone um, Gigante. I pronounce them both as hard G's, so Gigante. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I haven't studied any Italian ever. I don't know. So I don't know if that's even close to right. I went with Gwendolyn Christie. I did too. That is the one that I, I peaked and knew that we had both, had okay. both picked. She's tall. She is tall. She's big. And she has a very powerful screen presence. She has a very powerful screen presence, but she's also still very beautiful. Yes. Like she's a very, very pretty woman, so I think she would do and great intimidating. in that she, Yeah. I yeah. mean, if and she came at me in the armor that she wore in Game of Thrones, I would, I would lose. I Absolutely. would run away. Yeah. <laughs> I think she would be really good in that role. You want to do Alberto? Alberto Falcone? Yeah. All right. So I went with a character known for uh, iconic glasses. Okay. An actor known for iconic glasses. Oh, I'm interested. As um, the Alberto Falcone character is known, a lot of his frames are just the... You you don't even see his eyes behind the lenses of his glasses. Right. So uh, I went with Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, very nice. I like it. Okay. Just give him bigger Harry Potter glasses. Bigger glasses. And... You've got your... Okay, I like it. Yeah, and I could see him having that kind of twist to him. Because he was referred to as Holiday the rest of the movie yes. once they like blamed it on him. Yes. Yeah. Good, I like that. I actually went with somebody who's also kind of known for their his glasses. Um, but also, when I thought of Alberto, once you realized that he was not Holiday, I just immediately thought of him as just this really dorky geeky guy who just had no social skills at all well jay you didn't need to cast me in the movie <laughs> <laughs> oh stop it i went with johnny galecki oh from big bang theory yeah i could see him just almost just play that character but just put him as alberto yeah like change his name yeah and that's what i imagined alberto as so yeah, I could yeah. see. It. I didn't even think of it, so I can definitely see it. Yeah, uh, but I think that would it would be a really cool role. Plus, I'd I'd like to see him more, just because I kind of liked him. I like him in Big Bang Theory. I think he does a great job. That show was ruined for me. Well, I mean, I stopped watching it yeah. after like season four or five, I think. 
Yeah, it's it again conversation for another time. Yeah, moving on. Okay, uh, Alfred. Alfred, Ralph Phineas. I or lo- finesse, however you pronounce it. I think it's fines. Fines. I, I think don't it's, know. I, and I also don't know if you. I've always I've stopped pronouncing the the L, like Rafe, like oh, Rafael, Rafe. like Rafe fines. Oh, Rafe again, fines. Again, uh, please, United Kingdom based listener, tell us how wrong we're doing this. Um, <laughs> please. But that's act. I love him as an actor. I'm super excited uh, to see him in the the King's Man. Yes, very excited for that. Which I saw I, that was pushed back. If they do it right, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> if they're going to push it back to do it well, I'm on board. Okay. Uh, I did not. I have such a disconnect with him being a villain uh, because not only was he Voldemort in Harry Potter, but he was also the leader of the concentration camp in Schindler's List. So seeing him as kind of the a, a hero character, especially someone as lawful good as Alfred, is very difficult for me. Well, did you see uh, Lego Batman? No. Okay. On principle. He... Oh my gosh, dude. You've got to watch it. It is so good. <laughs> it is actually very good. I think it might be one of the better Batman movies, to be honest. But anyway... Um, he play he voices Alfred okay. in that movie, and I thought he did a really great job. And I was like, yeah, I could actually see him being an Alfred. Plus, he's still young enough, which I know they're making like an Alfred Pennyworth it's show. On, it's on stars. On it looks stars. really weird. It does. If you do it right, he could have his own like comic, honestly. I don't know. Have his own show. Not right now. Spoiler alert. But he got killed. Oh, did he really? He did. It was tragic. And it's oh, all yeah. Damien's fault, because we hate Damien. Oh, no. I'm so sad. So, um, moving on from that, um, Alfred, for me, I initially put Kenneth Branagh, just someone who has that distinguished air to him. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, or... Or? I could go with John Cleese. Ooh. Who is so much more traditionally sophisticated, I Yeah. Like. Okay. He's so much more high society to me, at least, from what I from what I know him from, and he could be really funny too. Yes, he could be the comic relief. That, he still has that wit and that quip that Alfred is is known for, right? Traditionally, being sarcastic with yes. Bruce. Yes. I, oh, dude, that's awesome. I like that. I like yours better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, that leads kind of into um, Calendar Man, okay. which is actually Good. one of the another of the first names I wrote down on my cast is uh, John Lithgow. If refresh my memory. Oh gosh, I don't even know. Um, I have no idea what he's from, but I've seen him in in various like I've seen his appearances on like the Tonight Show and things. So I'll I'll pull him up. Okay. As you go into uh, your okay yours. for my Calendar Man. Okay, so Calendar Man to me is a very when I think of Calendar Man, I just think of a very monotone, almost just this very odd kind of. Um, a suspicious character that maybe just doesn't have much personality at all. And so I went with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> he could be monotone he and can. he could play creepy for sure. He absolutely can. I mean, he could definitely pull off psycho killer. Um, so I went with Keanu Reeves. Okay. Uh, first thing that John Lithgow is known for is third rock from the sun, which I didn't see. Oh, him. Yes. Yes. That same kind of deadpan delivery. Yes. But with... It's very odd. It's a nuance of, like, deadpan, but with some personality. Mm Mm-hmm. I can see that. Hey, apparently he's going to be Winston... Oh, he was Winston Churchill in The Crown. I forgot about that. Ah, 
another show I haven't seen. Oh, that's also a good show. You should watch that one too. <laughs> you need to catch up on your shows. I really do. But yeah, so I went with Keanu Reeves. Um, it, it would be a younger calendar man for sure. But still, you shave his beard, shave his head. He could pull it off. Yeah. I don't know. I believe it. Um, for me, next is Poison Ivy. Yes. I did Tilda Swinton. Do you know? Is I that... absolutely. Well, I know who Tilda Swinton is. She was the ancient one in Doctor Strange. She was uh, the witch from the more recent. That's where I. That's where I remember her from the most. Is that one? I went with uh, Emma Stone. Interesting. Red hair. That was a very direct correlation for me. Yeah. yeah. I can. I could. I can see it, especially with the red hair. Yeah. Do you think she could pull off that? Twisted, though? Yes. You think so? I do. Has she ever played Twisted before? I'm not sure. I don't think so. I think she's got it in her locker, though. I think she could be that kind of conniving, like, look at me, I'm a villain. She could also bring some comedy to it, too. Which is not really what the Poison Ivy character is known for. Not at all, but if you, if maybe the movie was getting too tense and you needed a little comic relief moment, she could definitely pull it off. Yes. So, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do... I've got Joker next, okay. but I kind of want to save that one. Let's do Riddler. Okay. I got... Um, so, I got two. Okay. All right. Have, now, Riddler, to me... I, I got to back this up before I say it, because otherwise people are going to think I'm crazy. So, Riddler, to me, has always been a very intelligent character. Yes. He's... To me, he's almost on par with Bruce Wayne, as far as, like... Raw intelligence? Yes. Um, and so he's very clever and cunning. So I had to think of somebody who's funny, yes, but is also very intelligent. And so, uh, believe it or not, Conan O'Brien okay. has several, well, he has a master's in something. I can't remember <laughs> what it is off the top of my head, but I know that he is very well educated. Yes. And so, but he's also, he's hilarious. So he could, I think, pull that off. And he's kind of got that crazy... Well, he's definitely got the crazy hair. He's got, he's got the crazy vibe to him. I will agree with so that. So he could he could pull it off. Um, but the second one I have... Uh, so it's either that one or James Franco. I, I was looking for a place to put him on mine. Um, actually, more than James Franco, I was looking for a place to put his brother, Dave. Yes. I feel like there's, there's somewhere that we could have put Dave Franco. Um... I could definitely see where you're... Like, with that basis for your Riddler, I definitely understand both of those. But I will raise you... Okay. Trevor Noah. Okay. Yeah. He's got that sophistication. He's got that cleverness to him. I could... I can see that. And, yeah. Okay. I like that. I was... I, that was that's my, my out-of-the-box pick for this movie, because I'm not sure he's ever traditionally acted. I don't think so. He's, I've seen his stand-ups. He's a very, very funny, not necessarily family-friendly comedian. No. But he's very clever. He's very aware. I could see that. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I am I like Trevor Noah a lot. Okay. He could be very sophisticated, too. He can. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that leads into Joker. Um, I think that's... Is that the last one? Oh, uh, hello, Cat. Dent's wife. Oh, I'm not one. sure you, you added I to didn't, yours. I didn't put her So down. it looks like my cast is going to go through for that one. <laughs> well, let's do Joker. Joker. You go first. All right. So I, I have two. One would be just kind of a fan service. Yeah. And then the other one is who I think would actually be really, really good at it. Okay. So the fan service one is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I would love him as the Joker. Especially given uh, his role 
in The Dark Knight Rises and how that movie ends very ambiguously. Yes. You know, is he going to become kind of the new Batman? Is he going to take over the mantle? So that's fan service. The one I think would be very, very good at it is kind of the one of the men of the moment, so to speak, with acting, is uh, Rami Malek. Rami Malek. Mr. Robot. Uh, yes. Rhapsody. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's well, my, like, if we were going for this, mm-hmm. he would be kind of a, a star power for that. So maybe that's your realistic choice? I think so, yeah. Okay. I can, I can respect that. Yeah, that would be good. So... I had a hard time with this one just because um, I kind of liked Joaquin Phoenix as Joker. However, he would not be good as this Joker. This Joker actually made me laugh when I read his lines. Yeah. Um, You know, there's a scene where he's on the plane with Batman and he's like, oh, are you going to kiss me at midnight? (laughs) Are you going to be the one to kiss me at midnight? So I thought that was that was pretty funny. But Kat, you need to get out. You can't be in here. <laughs> Can we keep that? <laughs> okay, sorry. I had to get the cat out. Of the bag. Ah! <laughs> Jokes. I did Jim Carrey. I could definitely see it. Um, Just not early Jim Carrey. It would have to be now Jim Carrey. Um, because... Jim Carrey now is just certified insane. I don't know if you've seen any interviews nope. with him. So we watch uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with... Um, Seinfeld. Yeah. And uh, Jerry was interviewing... His first interview is with Jim Carrey. And dude, that guy has just gone off the deep end. He is nuts. Well, because he's nuts, I think he would be great. As the Joker. As the Joker. Yeah. I mean, that's um, a very important qualification. But he's still funny. Yeah. He's funny, but he's crazy. Yeah. And so I think it would be a really good fit for him. Okay. So I'm going to go with Jim Carrey for Joker. All right. Now, Harvey Dent's wife. Harvey Dent's wife. Um, I can't remember her name, but I have somebody in mind. Go for it. Okay. Uh, the wife off of um, Gone Girl. Rosamund Pike? Yes. Interesting. Because you've seen that movie, right? I have. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. She could. Yeah, she, she could pull it off. She could pull it off. But if we're talking sociopaths, known for like like characters known for their sociopathic role, uh-huh. Margot Robbie. Ooh, yes, perfect. But also seeing her in in ensemble cast style movies, she can carry a scene by herself. Yeah, and she can be a bit player, even even in the same scene. So she could be the lead, and she can also take a back seat. She could. So that type of versatility in a movie like this, for yeah. a character like this, mm-hmm. I feel like is going to be crucial. Yeah. I like it. Good job. Um, one quick thing that I wanted to add, uh, so I didn't give you time to prepare for this, so you're in the hot seat now. All right. Um, what bat suit do you want to see? Assuming I can't say the long Halloween bat suit? No, you could say that one. Uh, I mean, I feel like given the, the tone of this... I feel like it's going to be best to stick kind of closer to the source material. Okay. So you say long Halloween bat suit. I do. Okay. I'm actually going to say the newest bat suit, which is the black Rebirth. and gray. Rebirth. With, yeah, with the black symbol with the thin yellow line around okay. it. Okay. I really like that suit. If you haven't seen it, you should look it up. It's the Rebirth Batman suit. I like it a lot because it kind of it kind of reminds me of the 
yellow oval with the bat symbol in the middle of it. From Keaton. From Keaton, right. but it's like it shrunk down. It's like it's much more subdued. It's like they put the yellow shrink wrap around it. Yeah. And it and it so it's just along the outside. But I like it. I think it looks good. So since we're springing uh, Dreamcast questions on each other, okay. <laughs> who would you want to put in charge of the movie? Who? What director's oh, vision do oh you trust goodness. with this movie? Oh my goodness, that's such a tough question. That's a very tough question. My question was much easier. It was much easier. Can I phone but, a friend? Uh, IMDb. I will sway your answer by giving my answer. Okay. Fincher. Fincher. David Fincher. Okay. He does complex, dark movies very well. Who directed Seven? Fincher. Okay. There we go. He does dark and he does complex. Yep. He does twisted. There's my answer. There you go. Oh, that reminds me. Another one that I had for Harvey Dent, but I took off just because of the allegations that have been against him, was uh, Kevin Spacey. Interesting. I thought he, because he, he's done good, like he can play a good guy. He can. But he can also flip around really quick he and can. play a bad guy. I think he would be, um, given his, have you seen uh, House of Cards? Yeah. Oh yeah. Or uh, American Beauty? Yes. So he's got that kind of drawl, kind of deadpan delivery. I think he would also be a very good calendar man. He would be a good calendar man. You're right. And he's got the bald head for it. He does. He does. He has a nice head. Odd well, sometimes to people have don't have very good bald heads. Yeah, Shay. Snipe a listener while we're here. I've never, I've actually, <laughs> I've never seen him with his head shaved. That's because he doesn't like the look of it. Has he done it before? Uh, probably when he was in high school. Oh, Shay, if you have that, please send me a picture. <laughs> sorry, Shay. W- I'm sorry. I would actually like to see that, just because when I think of you, honestly, I think of your hair before I think of your face. His, his hair mitt. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. This it was, was very a lot difficult. of fun. It's a lot of work. But it was a lot of fun. It made for a, a long segment, that's for sure. Did, I mean, we've been recording yeah. for an hour. Ew. Yeah. Oh, I'm it's impressive. Sure have, I'm not sure we're going to have listeners for that long. Oh, if they love it, they'll stick around. <laughs> I put that time I put that time code in there, so some people might skip it all completely. Okay. Well, okay. I mean, they could still do Dreamcast. They, they could. listen to Dreamcast. Oh, now i got to go find that. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Give me more work, John. I will. That's fine. So, John, moving on. We are now jumping into The Mandalorian. Disney Plus has finally been released, along with a few episodes of The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. First episode aired Tuesday night. Second episode aired Friday, yesterday. And and each coming episode will be released Fridays. Okay. Going forward, I was it wondering a, that it will be a Friday night show. Very good. I'm glad. So, episode one of The Mandalorian was everything I wanted it to be. Agreed. Episode one. It's so good. The complicated thing for me, and uh, my wife and I watched it with some friends of ours that we watched uh, Game of Thrones with. Okay. So, we're a little uh, TV show watching club. That's adorable. Um <laughs> So we were watching it, and he he descends into kind of the, the Mandalorian area of whatever planet he's on. And I was kind of tasked with explaining what Mandalorians are. Okay. So that was kind of an unanticipated thing for me. Um, and even then, most of my knowledge is from Clone Wars, as we alluded to watching earlier. Me, that same, same with me, yep. So first episode, it was so good. Just the, the mystery of this character has been excellent so far because we're two episodes in still hasn't taken his helmet off i love that yeah 
Which they don't all that much. Um, well, they do in the cartoon. They took him off all the time. All the time. But um, it's a little different, I guess. So, should we do non-spoil? Let's just do spoilers. Let's spoil all the way. Spoil. I loved it. I did. Uh, it was very good. Uh, first episode was significantly better than the second episode. Second episode, I honestly felt like... it. Well, first off, it was shorter. Yes, it by, was by like ten minutes. I think frustratingly shorter. But it, to me, it almost felt like they should have just gone ahead and included it into the first episode, just combine it into one longer episode. Because you pointed it out just a few seconds ago. You said the second episode was just filler. Yeah, nothing. And you're right. Really, of consequence happens. No, there's one. All right, so the end of the first episode, title character, the Mandalorian, is tasked with hunting down this bounty. By the Empire. Yeah. And he's... He's been promised... So um, much. A lot. So much reward. So he goes and he's the best. He's the baddest dude on the in the galaxy. Uh, he lands at this planet, encounters this very odd little person, or little species, whatever. He talks very oddly. And he's like, so many people have come before you, none of them have returned. So he goes and uh, he wipes out a lot of, a lot of people. With the help of IG... 86. It is 86? not IG-88. Oh, I thought it was 88. It is not. They wouldn't have, spoiler alert, killed him in the first episode. That's, yeah. So maybe we'll get to see IG-88 eventually. Potentially. That would be fun. It, I think the door is still open to see a lot of those bounty hunter-style characters. Um, obviously, Greedo. Bosk. Bosk would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, Boba, I feel like, is still the... Come on. Do you think they'll do that? I don't think they will, but I want them to so bad. They'll refer to him, I'm sure. So I um, met a Mandalorian before. He fell into this Sarlacc pit. Uh, too soon. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, so he goes, he hunts down, he kills everyone. He hunts down the bounty. The bounty is this infant from the same species as Yoda. And... Well, it starts out because they come up to this orb that's just floating in this room, mm-hmm. and he opens it up, and he goes, I thought they said that the target was 50 years old, and IG-86 says, well, different species age at different rates, and so then it shows it, and it's a Yoda. Yeah, it's a little baby Yoda. A Yoda species. I'm still calling. I'm going to call him Baby Yoda until someone tells me not to. (laughs) Yeah, Um, because it is not, as far as we know, it is not actually Baby Yoda. Because for all we know, Yoda is dead because he disappeared and he's been a Force ghost. But the timeline would be about right because Mandalorian takes place immediately after Return of the Jedi, and Yoda has just died. Yes, at at really the the climax of Return of the Jedi, he has just died. Okay. So it's theoretically possible he could have reincarnated. No one knows. That's the first I've ever heard of that theory. It is not true. But has it been 50 <laughs> years, though? He was 900. That was his line. He said, when 900 years old, you reach, look as good, you will not. And he was not that old in the prequel trilogy, right? So he would have been, what, like 600 or so? Uh, <laughs> so if you if you equate each year to 30 years... Then give it about a year. That'd be about right. I get. I I'm making know. this up on the fly. I have no basis for this at all. I don't think that's right. I only don't because we see his Force Ghost in um, the latest 
Star Wars movie. The Last Jedi. Almost, almost refusing to admit that movie exists. <laughs> uh, but I said the only the only thing of consequence that happens in Episode Two is that Baby Yoda uses the Force. So we are now aware that he is Force sensitive. Yes. Which was something that we kind of all wondered from the beginning. We all hoped. We all hoped, <laughs> yes. And uh, sure enough, he is. So I am very curious. They need to go ahead and name this species so that we have whatever it's called. Yeah, I don't and know. And then on top of that, like go ahead and name it. I imagine it's coming. Because so far, we only know of two of Yo- two Yodas. We have Yoda, and then we have... Yaddle. Y- Yad- I say Yaddle. Yaddle? Because it sounds even sillier. <laughs> It's like Yaddle or Yodler or something like that. Yeah. And we briefly see her in episode two, I believe. I thought it was Phantom Menace. It might be Phantom Menace. It is. It's Phantom Menace. You see her in the background. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. Those are the only times... So, that species has ever yeah. seen or heard from. So, obviously, just kind of going off some theories here that... I completely made that one up. It's not true. Well, so, obviously, the um, I want to say that more than likely whoever is in charge of the... Ooh. Whoever is in charge of the Broken Empire currently is wanting to... End, well, I guess Darth Vader. Please, no, 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 no. Please be Thrawn. Please no. be Thrawn. Please be Thrawn. It could be Thrawn. Who knows? Anyway, whoever is in charge of the Empire, the broken up Empire at this point, is still wanting to end all the Force users. Yes. And so this is or a... Or they're wanting to experiment. Or experiment. Yes. I could see that too. For science. Mm-hmm. Going forward, will we get to see the rise of Snoke? I kind of hope so. I'd like to see more about that character that's, because that's it was fair, yeah. killed off so quickly. That's one one thing that irritates me about The Last Jedi, is how quickly they killed... Oh, one thing. Oh, that's, we could do a whole podcast on why I hate that movie. <laughs> um, but Mandalorian. Mandalorian. They could, Like we've said before, they could go anywhere with this show. I yes. mean, it is true. They could go any direction. They could inclu- include a live-action Ahsoka, which I would be thrilled about. That would be amazing. I'm crossing my fingers that it really does happen. I don't know. Any directions you'd kind of like to see them go? I would like to see more action. Yeah. Because I've seen... Um, so the the correlation I will make is the first season of Marvel's The Punisher on Netflix. Okay. So it was about... I think it was 12... 10 or 12 episodes. And like the first six episodes were almost exclusively plot. Mm. And it's a very slow developing show yeah. to get into. Right. Um, so that is what I would like to avoid. I understand they have to do some bit of world building still in this show, mm-hmm. um, but I would like to I would like to get into some actiony type sequences. I'm hoping that that's what the first two episodes were. Was just hey, here's the setup. Here's how this world is working. Here's what's going on. Okay, now let's go. Yeah, because so, stylistically, I love where they're at. Style is great. Um, the music was pointed out to me by my friend that we watched the show with. He said the music fits the tone of the show perfectly. Nope. I love it. I disagree. That was one thing that's bothered me is the music. I don't like the music. It needs to be... It needs to do one of two things. It needs to either be more Star wars Okay. Or I want it to sound more Western. See, but it's splitting the difference, though. Because it is a, it's a space western. It's the truest space western we've seen since Firefly. Yeah. 
It is, but it's still, I, I don't know. My wife was actually the one that pointed it out to me about the music. She was about halfway through the first episode. She was like, this music is just not very, I'm not going to, it's not, it's not memorable. And that to me is kind of the issue is yeah. that it, and I'm not, I'm not going to go around whistling the music. At the and, same time though, not everything can be, you know, the, the Game of Thrones theme. When yeah, it true. becomes this iconic, like you can hear three notes and have memories of the show. Bum, bum. See, and you, and you know, you associate with that music. Every listener just started going, bum, da, dum, bum, bum, da, dum. And I think you can do that with... Eventually, you can get to a point when you do that with the end credit music, specifically. Yeah. Because when the end credit music starts and it goes into that like concept art... and Because that's how every show is. I've enjoyed so that. That's been really it's cool. It's ended with the same music and it's on concept art of like you know what they wanted the episode to kind of look like. So the initial credits, I think, are excellent. Now, the like 12 minutes of credits, not a fan. Mm-hmm. I understand why they have to do them, but... It just kind of drags on. It does. Overall, though, I mean, I guess we should go ahead and rate it. Rate it. Uh, you want to um, put it? Do you want to make a weird scale or? Oh, or just it's, it's hard to do that for me uh, because I'm so divisive on my Star Wars opinions. So for me, my scale would be um, Star Wars movies, and it would be on a scale of The Last Jedi to Empire Strikes Back. Okay. I understand not everyone's going to have the same bottom end of their scale. Right. Um, but for me, I would rate it probably a new hope. So pretty good. I would rate it pretty good. Is Where's a new hope on your A new scale? hope is the third best Star Wars movie, in my opinion. Okay. So that's not too bad. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to, my scale is going to be on a scale of Empire Strikes Back is 10. Obviously. And, um, I'm going to say Attack of the Clones. Fair. Uh, as one, because I just... There are a lot of things to hate about that movie. I hated that movie. Even as a kid, I remember watching it and being like, this is boring. Yeah. There was so much, like... Plot. Well, there was just so much, like, court stuff and Senate whatever. I'm like, what's this junk? Okay, moving on. That's a metaphor for adulthood. (laughs) Moving on. I'm going to put it at... uh, Okay, so I know you didn't like Rogue One. Nope. I really enjoyed Rogue One. I'm going to put it on par with Rogue One. And where is that in your pantheon? Empire Strikes Back is number one. um, As far as like top movie empire strikes back number two i would say is probably force awakens bruh i really enjoyed it bruh i did and then three i put rogue one and then return of the jedi probably after that (laughs) there's so much hate coming across this table right now it's it, I'm just gonna dad you real hard. It's like I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Sorry to disappoint, but Force Awakens is just a new hope with lens flare. Well, okay, but I liked it. They didn't do anything better than they did 40 years ago. Well, if you can compare it of the two, I think that one's a little. I just I enjoyed it a little bit more. 
and I cannot take that away from you. <laughs> I can just say that your opinion is disagreeable. <laughs> hey, that's what makes life beautiful, right? That's fair. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Fully recommend it. Um, there's been a few issues that I've had with the Disney Plus app itself. Yes. Um, yes. You that, cannot... That's a whole new yeah. topic. You can't continue from where you left off. Yes. That's annoying. That's the biggest thing um, for most people. That's been the biggest thing for me. One thing that we discovered today, parents, this is kind of like just a FYI for you. Apparently Pixar is releasing some shorts that like, personally... Are very adult. I would not put for kids. Um, so, but I, what I did notice though is if you do the child, there's a child... Disney Plus app, it's not on there. Excellent. So, um, but I, I don't know. I just assumed that everything on Disney would be safe for kids. Um, but obviously that is not the case. Until they release Deadpool. Fingers crossed, release Deadpool soon. Oh my gosh. Oh, man, oh my I... gosh. What kind of world are we living in? But anyway, I know that that's what everybody else is thinking too. And so I was actually watching it with my son this morning. And uh, yeah, this little pink ball of yarn Uh-oh. just said this thing that i was like oh my gosh oh no they can if they're not going to agree with us then they can kiss and fill in the blank i'm sure you can fill in the blank parents they can kiss uh uh i'm trying to come up with something clever that's obviously wrong but i cannot kiss the cans goodbye or something like that i don't know very anti-recycling of them i thought this was 2019 (laughs) Anyway, it was uh, it was not good. Uh, even my son looked over at me and was like, "Bruh, oh my goodness!" And I was like, "Yeah, uh, we need to fix that." Yeah. So anyway, I mean, going forward, we can say what we're we're going to do. I'm going to keep watching Rebels. Yeah. I can give periodic updates as to as to how far I'm getting. Um, I might be even finish the series by the time we record next because I'm super excited for this. Wow. We I won't have that done, but. Um... I am going to start watching it with my son, mm-hmm. uh, just because he he himself has never watched it. I watched it on my own time when yeah. it was still on TV because I really enjoyed it. But uh, we're going to watch that together, and then um, also obviously the Mandalorian. Yes. So we'll probably have. I mean, by the time we record again, two episodes will have been released, or at least one. Mm-hmm. So we'll review the episodes as they come out. Yeah. And touch um, base on all of them. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, recommend it. Watch it. Yeah. Well, and if, if you as listeners have any um, graphic novel recommendations, if you enjoyed our discussion on The Long Halloween, our dream castings, um, if you have any ones that you want to recommend us read and review and give that same Dreamcast treatment, let us know. Reach out to us. We're very receptive um, to being pointed in one direction or another. Yes. I would, I would love to do another Dreamcast. I thought that was a lot of fun. Yes, send your recommendations. Uh, next one we could do is probably um, Red Sun, if you wanted to. I'd be in. Um, I'll let you, I'll lend that to you. Uh, and they're also making an animated movie with that one. So that could be pretty good. Flashpoint would be another good one. Flashpoint would be a good one too. I've never read that one. I've only it's watched the movie. very different. Is it? As, as evidenced by the movie. Right. It's, I, I love it. It's great. Yeah. Uh, so we could do that one. Um but yeah, uh, but thank you guys and girls for, for all your support, and uh, please continue to like our page 
and share our posts. We are... Recommend us to your friends. We would love that. Facebook.com slash they didn't ask us. Uh, you can also email us. They didn't ask us at gmail.com. Just a quick shout out to... I'm going to go ahead and give a quick shout out to our wives for Absolutely. letting us uh, get so... Uh, <laughs> deep into all this um they have also been very supportive uh meg gonna mention you specifically thank you for taking care of our social media for us you've been awesome at that so um and then we also had uh, a fan not too long ago comment on uh just our podcast and just said it feels like i'm sitting back in the lounge again listening to all the nerdy talk before skipping class to go see uh thor the dark world is what I would just like to say, um, skipping class to see Thor The Dark World, that is not something I can condone, personally. <laughs> no. um, At the time, though, when it came out, we didn't know what to expect. We didn't so. know it was going to be the, the cellar dweller of the MCU, yes. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so, thinking of all the classes I had in college, I would much rather go to any of them than watch that movie again. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, but we enjoy the nostalgia, too. We yeah, love definitely. going back and thinking about all these wonderful times. But uh, thanks again, and uh, we will be back in two weeks. But until then, nerd out. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of They Didn't Ask Us. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can reach out to us at they didn't ask us at gmail.com. You can also reach us on our social media. Our newly created Facebook account, facebook.com slash they didn't ask us. While you're there, uh, feel free to like our posts, follow our page, and share our content with your friends. We'd love to have you. Check back with us in two weeks to hear more ramblings and opinions from your new favorite podcast. 